Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Davis is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. Play down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. Wacky Wednesday edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. Okay. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, November 1st, 2023. Goodbye, October, and sayonara. See you later. You were not beneficial to Kentucky football whatsoever. And fingers crossed, November will be a much better overall athletic month for the University of Kentucky. Hope you had a great Halloween. Happy All Souls Day this morning. Saint. Saints. I thought Yesterday was All Souls. I thought the second was All Saints Day. Maybe the second's All Souls. I think today's All Saints. Today is All Saints. When's All Souls? Um, oh, okay. All Souls. I got it mixed up. All Souls is the second. All yeah, Saints is go. the first. Okay. All Saints Day. Happy All Saints Day to everybody. Saints go marching. Hope everybody had a phenomenal Halloween. I have a little bit of like the Christmas hangover where it's like when Halloween's over, I get a little sad. I know a lot of people when Christmas or New Year's is over, they get a little sad. I'm not as bad as when like Christmas and that stuff's over because the good thing about when Halloween's over, Roush, you you're just getting into the holiday season. Like, you're, yeah, you're just now turning it up. We're three weeks away from Thanksgiving. I think it's a November 23rd Thanksgiving, so three weeks from tomorrow. And then you get Christmas and stuff. So Halloween just kind of gets it all started. But I do still get a little sad. Yesterday was a lot of fun. Went trick-or-treating, saw family, saw some friends, and little Lucy just had the night of her life. She absolutely loved trick-or-treating. She braved the elements. It was frigid out there for all the trick-or-treaters. I was disappointed to see all the cars, all the parents that just hung out in the cars and let their kids oh. either go door-to-door or the kids ran back into the cars. That's Total not how losers. we do things. Not yeah. how we do things. Yeah. Lucy didn't do it. If a little two-year-old can walk door-to-door in those cold temperatures, then your 12-year-olds can, and especially your 40-year-olds in the car. But all things considered, it was a great Great Halloween, great Tuesday night, even with it being cold. Roush, how was yours? How did the kids do? I want to hear all about it. We went from, Dad, this trick-or-treating is so much fun, to, 
Dad, can we go home in about like six houses? Um, it was a it was a quick turnaround, um, but we had a good time. Made it all the way through two cul-de-sacs, so uh, you know it was a decent little trick or treating haul. But it really, if, if you didn't have the wind gusts, I think it wouldn't have been as bad. But the wind, yeah, just that was gnarly. I mean, even for me, I was just like, huh, who. Oh. oh yeah, the wind definitely made it cold. We were lucky that we were in, co- you know, we were in bodysuit costumes, so it it we felt warm. Although it still definitely did get cold. Scoots, how was your Halloween? It was good. I uh, didn't have any kids to take trick or treating, so I sat at home inside my warm house and didn't have to deal with the cold elements. It was pretty fantastic. Did you end up with zero trick or treaters? I ended up with zero trick or treaters. I think you all just weren't home when the little kids came. No, so last year we did the thing where we went ahead and bought a bag of candy, even though I texted the homeowner and asked him, like, hey, how often do you all actually get trick-or-treaters? To which he responded, "Uh, virtually never. So we went and bought a bag last year. We kept the porch light on just in case, and we didn't get anybody. So this year we didn't even buy candy. We didn't even leave the porch light on. So what, what the hell? Well, yeah. Of course, you're not going to get anybody if you turn off all the lights. Well, if I don't have any candy, what am I going to give them when they come up and knock? You know, life advice. Let them see your bald, <laughs> I'll, I'll, see your bald head. I'll give them some dating advice since I'm so good at that. A meet and greet with a smaller Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> His little brother, Scooch Steve Austin. Scoots Austin. <laughs> Stone Cold Scooch Austin. Yeah, I, I think that's a gift that every kid would like by the way uh, everybody did... around the radio station is now calling me stone cold the, Good. the, the guys here in the morning troy one of the sales ladies they all just call me stone cold now good love as, it. As, love it. as they should i saw troy's picture yesterday that that was a lot of fun uh yeah roush we did not get nearly as many trick-or-treaters as i was anticipating a lot of leftover candy weirdly enough one of our our neighbors their family lives in the other subdivision. We've got dueling subdivisions. We've got an east and a west side. And a couple times a year, there'll be a big showdown where we all snap our fingers and mm-hmm. slick back our hairs like greasers. And we get, get into, your switchblades. We get, yeah. yeah, we get into a little bit of a rumble. But the west side was popping last night. Like all the kids, I guess, were over there. The east side, not nearly as, uh, as active. So we do also have a ton of of leftover candy not sure what we're going to do with it all but do i may just bring it into the office yeah i could bring it into studio and bring it in the office i like candy yeah we got plenty of it for you scoots really too much of it and then of course the kid she goes and gets a ton of her own candy herself so now like we not only have a ton of candy that we didn't give away but all the candy that she got so we've got a little bit of a candy crisis over here roush oh we did the thing where we uh, at my, my parents' house, gave away the sugary stuff and kind of saved the chocolate. It's like, well, if we need to get to it, these are our reinforcements. Didn't have to get to it. So we've got all the, the chocolate good, goodies to ourselves. Um, and I also found out, too, I, got, I, got, I bought the ba- bag of candy, I don't know, a week or two ago, and they've been just slowly picking through it. And it was Snickers bars, Three Musketeers, uh, Twix and Milky Way. Like, that's a pretty good variety pack of chocolate candy bars. And I was looking around, and, uh, you know, I'm asking my aunt, like, hey, you want you want to grab one? And she's like, ooh, I kind of want the Milky Way. And Brooke says, good luck. 
It's like, what? She's like, yeah, I had one the other day and I've just been picking those out. They're so good. It's like, oh, snap. I've been doing the same exact thing. <laughs> I don't know what it is about a Milky Way bar that I hadn't ha- I guess I, just you don't I, – I couldn't tell you the last time I had them. I know they were my mom's favorite when I was younger, but I hadn't had one of those suckers in a long time. And Brooke and I both just were like, oh, yeah, we independently had been sneaking them um, to where the bag was almost depleted of Milky Ways by the time Halloween rolled around. Well, that's cute. It, it's Milky Ways aren't the best candy, though. It's, like, it's just the, the caramel, the nougat. It's a fun. I get it, yeah. Yeah. And we, we experience the same kind of picking and choosing in the in the multi-variety bags. It'll have a bunch of different stuff. Uh, our hot commodities were Starburst and the packages of M&M's. Those were, mm. take, those were plucked out, and what was left over, I don't even remember. What's the little silver? Maybe they are like the three, little silver ones. Three Musketeers. Three musketeer. Yeah, three. we got three Musketeers. By the way, Roush, I'm not a dark chocolate fan, but have you ever had the Milky Way Midnight? So good. Yeah. So yeah, good. That's good, too. Yeah. Just uh, – and I think a lot of it's just the change of pace because, you know, you kind of get in your – like a Snickers bar is pretty undefeated. And, like, if I'm going to a gas station and getting a candy bar, that's a top candidate. Um, but I would never – like, never in my wildest dreams would I go in a gas station and be like, I got a hankering for a candy bar. I'm going to get a Milky Way. Like, that just wouldn't even – wouldn't even cross my mind. So it was a it was a nice change up, um, but most of those are gone. Was looking through uh, Duke's bag, to see kind of his haul. A lot, a lot of the sugary. I, I don't. I, I'm not a big sugary gummy candy, um, but he is. He's a big Reese cup uh, fan. He likes those. Um, which I mean, who could blame him? Chocolate peanut butter, pretty undefeated combination. Yeah, anytime Lucy got to like pick what candy she wanted, it was cute. She'd always just take like the smallest little sucker. Like there, there would be like full on like king size Reese pieces and stuff like that, and crunch bars. And she'd just go take like the small little lollipop, the tiny little thing. Yeah, be like oh, yeah. well, you know what, Lucy, if that's what you want, we'll leave the bigger candy for the bigger kids. It was, it was adorable. Scoots, did you at least watch a spooky movie or get into the to the mood with your television watching? No, no. I thought me and Gil briefly talked about doing the whole first episode of Stranger Things. I thought that might be appropriate for last night of season four, but I just I can't bring myself to do it. I I literally can't bring myself to do it until season five comes out. I I didn't want to watch the first episode last night and then have to do the thing where I keep watching it. Next thing you know, season four is over and I've got to wait twiddle my thumbs for season five. So. No, we, we didn't end up watching anything scary. We were watching a little of the baseball game. Uh, yeah, really not a whole lot going on in Scoots Manor last night. Man, this World Series sucks. Can we just game, admit it? It's, no, it's they awful. Used, they used all their good juice on game one. That yeah. game one was one of the best World Series games I've ever watched. And uh, since then, you're right. It's been poopy. Although when they were up 10 nothing last night, I bet the Diamondbacks plus nine and a half. So wow. That, yeah. That, at plus 100, mind you. Wow. At plus 100. So that was pretty sweet. Uh, I woke up this morning and be like, oh, man, they kind of made it like semi-interesting there for a while. And then shout out to the noon guys, the Spears, Beers with Spears crew. They called a Rangers win, and they called the over. Both of those things hit. Scoots, I think, argued on on both of them, but no, I liked I liked the Rangers last night, but I did like the under, and I freaking woke up. I went to bed super early last night, so I woke up from a text for from John, sent it like nine fifteen, 
how about that over, Scoots? And I just texted him <laughs> back. I was like, I lost you one if you needed any further proof that I'm not a good gambler. There it is for you. Stop putting your tail between your legs so much and bark back at people, Scoots. When Spears says that, say, uh, you got lucky, old man. You won't do it again. <laughs> Come on. Have a spine. Stick up for yourself. I mean, I'm not Roush a good gambler. I can't, I can't stick up for myself if I'm not good at gambling. You're beating Roush's ass in college football picks of the week. <laughs> That's true. You got that going for you. Yeah, you do got that going for you. Roush, anything spooky last night at Casa de la Roush? Um, I turned on Halloween um, on AMC, it, but the commercials were just too, it was too much. And like I had, I didn't have it added to my library, so I couldn't just fast forward through that. That, that was just a mistake on my part. I've got to add it to the library next year. Cause that's, that's a good, I mean, like that, that's the highest quality kind of slasher, creepy horror that you can get on Halloween. It's just the, the OG Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Myers. That is. The doctor's a good, creepy guy too. Like, I don't know how much is left. Like, it, it, you know, like he's got he's got a great like foreign accent too, so you know he's he he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I think in my brain that's like where Halloween goes is just like kind of creepy, creepy streets after the kids are done trick or treating on them. You get leaves windy, and then you look at the corner of your eye, and Michael Myers standing behind some drying mm -hmm. sheets out in the lawn um no it's a classic i had that on for a little bit before that one came on i think halloween resurrection was oh on. which is so great because like it is it's only great if you can appreciate just hack early 2000s garbage because it is like uh who's think, the is it buster rhymes is like the host of it yeah, well, I think Corey Price asked us some of these trivia questions, and we didn't get all of them right. But I want to make sure it was Resurrection. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, I think that's accurate. And then they, Michael Myers dies, and then she wants to go stab him and kill him. Lori wants to go kill him again just to make sure. And they're like, no, he's dead. Don't worry about it. And then something comes over her where she feels like she has to steal the coroner's truck with the dead Michael Myers in the they don't really explain why or like it's H two O, by the way, not resurrection. Whatever it uh, is. Yeah. Yeah. They but yeah. She she bolts off down the hill with they don't, really, they don't really know why like why she's stealing the coroner's truck, but I guess to like to destroy the body to make sure does he's not alive. Sure enough, she's driving the truck, the body bag starts to move, Michael Myers is actually alive. But I love the fact that they put him in the body bag in his mask. So the coroners are like, all right, this dead villain here, uh, he's finally dead. He's killed dozens and dozens of people over the years, but we finally got him. Should we check out who this jabroni is? No. We'll leave that for the mortician. Leave the mask on. Because he gets out of the body bag, he still has the mask on. And then he gets out of the car. Idiot Lori thinks the best thing to do is to, like, crash the car so they both can get killed or something. Yeah. Um, so she drives it down the side of a hill. Michael very inconveniently gets pinned between a tree and the car. Yeah, um, it's and great. He tries, he tries to like ask for help. Oh, and Lori takes his, the axe to the head. His pantomiming is so great there so too, because awesome. he's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, it's just it's so it's so animated and over the top. Um, it's terrible. It's a, it's not like a good ending to a horror movie. But in a different sense, here we are laughing and smiling about it. So maybe it is a, a good ending. Did we you watched, see any watched, of the new ones with Jamie Lee Curtis? 
I did, and they just progressively got worse, unfortunately. The first yeah. one was actually, like, pretty solid. Like, it was a fun movie. The second one, you were like, oh, okay, not as good. I really hope the third one doesn't keep going in this direction. And not only does it keep going in that direction, they floor it to, like, 90 in that direction. So the last <laughs> one is horrible. It's a really bad movie. The first one's pretty solid, though. Like, it, it kind of sticks to its roots a bit. And then the second and third, they just start getting absolutely bonkers. Um, every Halloween, our tradition is to watch Hubie Halloween. It, it, all speaking Ooh. of not, speaking of not good Halloween movies, mm-hmm. but we love it. it. It's fun, and it is it's it is kind of a classic Adam Sandler movie. It's just you've seen thirty of those movies, and you've seen thirty of them a million times, so it doesn't really get a lot of credit. I like it because it's Adam Sandler's kind of last. Hoorah of like, bada bada boop pop, beep pop, ha 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 hoo. plays that character like 30 times in 56 (laughs) different movies. This is his last one. And I feel like when they made this movie, they were like, Adam, do you still have the hee hoo ha ha still in you? And he was like, damn right I do. I can do one more. And this this is his swan song of goofy noises movies. But it's got a great soundtrack. And it's also very like aesthetically a appealing to a Halloween fan like myself, like all the decorations, all the leaves, although they're in Salem and Halloween and a lot of the trees are still green. And that bothers me a little bit. I would imagine there can't be too many leaves left on the tree up in Salem, Massachusetts this time of the year, but I digress. So it was a great Halloween, had a lot of fun, Uh, sad that it's over, but now it's November. We get Turkey season coming up Thanksgiving, another great holiday. And then, before you know it, we'll be at Christmas in the end of 2023. We blinked, and here we are, Roush. Oh, man. It's uh, it's crazy how fast time flies. We've uh, we've got Maxion already back. It was a blizzard, white conditions ahead of the game at the Glass Bowl last night. That was uh, fun, uh, a fun sight to behold. So, full on, we flipped the switch. Cold weather, frosting off the car, the whole whole rigmarole it's here um and uh i know uh you're gonna love it tj but i saw a picture the other day it was objects and mirror closer than they appear and it was uh all i want for christmas is you mariah carey it's gonna be ring a ling and yeah I, i'm pretty big on the christmas like thanksgiving needs to be celebrated needs to be the, its own holiday and then after Thanksgiving, I am you. You just go balls to the wall with Christmas decor. Deck the halls with your Christmas balls. Oh yeah, who who doesn't have lots of Christmas balls? By but the way, people. but I, I, I don't like to do I don't like to do it before Thanksgiving. Excuse me. I forget about it every year, but I uh, was flipping through the radio stations this morning. Got to light one hundred six point nine, freaking Christmas music. Like holy smokes. <laughs> I, every year on on November 1st, when I turn that station on or it comes across my radio, I always forget. I'm like, good grief. That's so early. Two months of Christmas music. That is, uh, you probably had a bunch of people listening to us that just flipped over to see. That's another fun <laughs> tradition that we like to do is like after our Thanksgiving dinner, flipping over to 106.9, Scooch, just giving, giving other radio stations shout outs this morning. And just, we like to, we like to try to guess what our first Christmas song of the season is going to be. We, we never remember what it actually is, like, after the fact. And we've never actually nailed it when it's when we've been there sitting in the car. But that's also a fun tradition after Thanksgiving dinner. But, yeah, good point. It's already 
It's already here in some capacity. For what it's worth, my first one was, uh, do you hear what I hear? That's a great, that's a great one. I it just is. can't, like, November 1st at yeah. 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, I didn't I leave it on very long. Do you hear what I hear? I hear probably people, you know, still trick-or-treating. <laughs> Which, by the way, it does seem, not to sound like an old man, because I think we say this every year, but it does seem like it ends earlier and earlier, Roush. I know last night was cold, and that probably played a role in it, and but I, I just remember when we were like 10, 11, 12 years old, we weren't hitting the first house until it was pitch black outside. And it seemed like we would go for a couple hours at minimum. So, but now. You weren't hitting the first house until it was dark? No, not when we were like, when we were very small. Yeah, we'd go when it was still light outside. But when we were like little hooligans running around the neighborhood, trying to fill up pillowcases full Man, of candy. You just missed out on a couple hours worth of opportunity there. But yeah, the one the one thing I don't like um, that's in my parents' neighborhood is that they ex- like there's zero knocking on doors. Like they only will trick or treat if you're outside, like sitting by a fire pit or just sitting in the driveway. It's like I, I mean that was a nice uh, addition to the trick or treating experience, but like the. The thrill was kind of going up and knocking on a door and like, oh, is somebody going to come? Or like the, you kind of peek in the window and it's like, I don't, is somebody, is nobody home? I can't really tell. The, the, the absence of door knocking is kind of a disappointment. Do, do are they still knocking on doors in your neighborhood, TJ, in the, in the East? I'd say it's probably about like 70, 70, 30 door knocking, but yeah, about 30% people just in their driveways, fire pits, having uh, we stopped at one person's little table out in their driveway, and the, the dad, white white or red, white or red, mom, dad, white or red. I was like, yeah, uh, red, and got a little. he gave a little cup of wine. It was nice. Oh. But, yeah, still majority door knocking, but I do agree with you. It, it is more fun. Uh, it's also fun to, like, walk past the houses that ha- you can't even see, like, an inch inside their window. They don't even have, like, uh, the smallest little nightlight on in their house. They just want it to be well known that do not come up to our door and knock for candy because we are not opening. Uh, but for the most part, I think Halloween is as American of a holiday as it gets. I think it's right there with Fourth of July. It's fun. You just get people going door to door, going to strangers' houses, getting candy. Goes against everything we were told as a kid to not take strangers for candy. Take candy from strangers excuse me but on this one day of the year go bonkers taking as much candy as you can get from all the strangers that you can meet but in all seriousness there is i think something a little romantic about halloween it's fun across age gaps like it's great when you're a kid it's maybe even better when you're in high school or college and then it's roush like amazingly rewarding as an adult just seeing your kids go through it and have as much fun as they're having it, it's it's centered around like the spooky and the weird. It does, you know, it's like come as you are or what you want to be or what you wish to be. And it's just a beautiful night. It's a great community night. And, I, you know, I, I think especially even after the pandemic, it's nice to know that like people can still get together, hang out and not be scared of one another or not worry well, about one another. So unless you wear a, a scooter costume, that can be scary. That can. That can be very, very scary. I'm trying to think if I saw any. Uh, some like eight, nine year old was just in the full out scream outfit. That was kind of creepy. 
you know, like coming to the door and just, you're right, Roush, like people look in the window to see if people are coming or not coming. And I'm looking, you know, I, I think I hear somebody at the door, our doorbell doesn't work. And I just see the scream, like this little scream mask that's about halfway up the door frame, just like <laughs> back, and forth, back and forth. I was like, ah, oh, that's a that's little great. creepy. That's great. Oh, that, I, too many creepy costumes, just a lot of cute kids. I had uh, two, ki- two uh, multiple jump scares. One of them, um, like it was in, you know, just a couple doors down. It's one of my old friend's house. And they have uh, like a spider that was a motion, motion sensor. You walk by and it would kind of lurch out at you. And uh, this one kid who's a little timid. I mean, he was old. I mean, he was probably seven-ish. He was a little bit older. He was wearing a Batman. And his mom had one of those wrist band things on him where she was holding the other end of it kind of like i mean the a the leash, leash but not the leash, the leash. Oh yeah gosh the, the yeah. leash yeah she had that on the kid and batman just went flying into the grass off the sidewalk when that spider lurched out at him he was so terrified and uh that that was pretty good and then my parents have like a it's a little cauldron that has a skeleton bone hand in it and it's it's older so it's not even kind of like all the way upright, but when you go to grab a piece of candy, it goes, Bleh! and some of the kids' reactions, like, uh, just great, because some of them were, you know, like, bragging because they weren't scared at all. Um, others just like, huh, huh, and, you know, and if they were young enough, I'd just go get the candy for them or whatever. Um, but the best was the kids who would outsmart it and then just grab a piece of candy from behind and then tell all their friends about it. And I was like, oh. ah, you kids, you all, that's, you're the smart ones. You're the that, smart ones. That's the secret. Yeah, the first house was funny. We dressed, she was in her Elmo costume. I was Big Bird. We were dressed up in our Sesame. First house we went to, the guy that opened the door was dressed as Grover. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Old Sesame Street here for the first house. Well, all right, we'll put a bow on the Halloween talk. We'll come back. We'll get to some sports discussion, uh, more twists and turns in the Michigan scandal. Kentucky plays basketball tomorrow. It was a fun day listening to local radio on L basketball yesterday. Cats take on Mississippi State in football. It's going to be a sports bonanza when we return on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. But you know what? That Louisville game that made it pretty hilarious. Just, that, that just that brought everything. Game. Uh, Funniest uh, moment of the year. <laughs> <laughs> With Walker and Roush. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen. Thornton's will get you in the right direction. Gasoline, you'll save money if you're a Fresh Rewards member. Sandwiches, fresh fruit, drinks inside, you'll save money if you're a Refresh Rewards member. Download that Thornton's app today. Why wouldn't you? There's one on every corner in Louisville, and you may as well save at the pump. You keep waiting for gas prices to kind of come down. They haven't totally come down just yet, so why not say 5, 10, 15 cents when you can? Add a Thornton's and get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. 
We have a thousand different ways we could go this segment. Uh, of course, we do have the Thornton's text line. By the way, I don't want to break my own rules. If you text in during the show or during the first segment, we read it. Uh, Thornton's text line texter says, I'm confused, so Scooch won't watch a show unless it has multiple seasons out. Uh, correct. Yeah. I Man, mean, I just. Not true. You, you watch a ton of shows that don't have multiple seasons out. Well, is if they don't have more seasons coming. Give me an example. Well, that's, I mean, yes, but like Survivor, obviously. You could bulk up Survivor. You could binge that. Yeah, yeah, but it's different. That's different. Can you explain? I mean, because it is, it's not. It, it's there not, are differences, but I'd like to hear you explain it. So they're like the next season of Survivor, obviously, is not going to be the same cast of characters. So for me, it doesn't. It doesn't flow like a traditional TV show. Well, I guess you don't know the big twist about the newest season of Stranger Things. Guess not. They took so long to make it. All the kids got way too old, so they had to recast everybody. That's not true. It's true. Nope. And they did They did a horrible job with Elle. <laughs> yeah, now she looks like... Uh... L's down. I have heard that in uh so season four obviously they look older, but I've heard season five they look pretty darn old. So well, I've got some news about how time works. <laughs> I know it's, it sucks. I hate it. <laughs> the Harry Potters. It seemed like they kind of had to book it to like make sure everybody was going to stay mm-hmm. looking of age. Well, they I wonder what their, what their biggest gap was between movies. How many yeah, years? Uh, like. Oh, like the most years in between a movie? Yes. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I know that uh, the guy who played Ron was the oldest one, and he was like 23 when they were supposed to be, I'm going to say, 18 in the last one. But he's a redhead, so he still looked 18. Oh, do all redheads look 18? I think they look young, yeah. All right, let's see. The first one, November 14, 2001. November 14, 2002. No, or June 4th, 2004. So we got two years there. Then we got a 2005, 2007, 2009, 2010, 2011. Yeah. So it looks they like were, 10 years. They were booking them. Yeah. Ten, like 10 straight years of movies. Two years was the longest gap between them. Wow. That's pretty insane. Yeah. And basically, the two the two years they just like all right, let's we miss we can't get it for Christmas, so we'll get some summer blockbuster money. Yeah, great point. All all the releases are either early to mid November or June or July. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah money making times. Uh, man, that from two thousand one to two thousand eleven, folks, we just had Harry Potter movies coming out like candy, and it was awesome. Left left and right. Do you could you all remember where you were where you watched every single one of them for the first time? No, no. But I admittedly, so my mother one year she got me the third book for Christmas and I tried reading it and I was like, "What is that? What's going on here? This is stupid. I'm not reading this." Oh, the third well, book's she, great. That's when you get start getting all the secrets. Well, yeah, but she got gave me the third book without giving me the first one, so I didn't know what the hell was going on. Uh, I was confused. I thought you so, got all the. I thought you got all the secrets in the second book, The Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> no, well, the, you get some secrets in that one, but a lot of the secrets start coming out in, in the third one. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, but but like the the first movie, I, I watched the first movie, and then I think I read all the books. It was like a Scoots binge, 
read where it was just like everyone that was out i think the first three had been out by the time that first book came out or the first movie excuse me Um, i definitely can't remember where i was for all of them but uh i do remember some of them especially the the last few we were in college for those roush uh i guess we were yeah i do remember the debate of like splitting it up into two parts should they just make it one big long movie or make it Deathly Hallows Part 1 and Part 2. Uh, they ended up doing a good job with it, though. Mm-hmm. Ended up doing a good job with it. Uh, so there's your Harry Potter talk on your Wednesday that everybody was looking forward to on Kentucky Roll Call. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday, 9 to 11. So basically we go 7 to 11 on Big X Sports Radio. Roush, I, I want to talk about the latest twists and turns in the Michigan scandal. We'll get to UK stuff. We'll get to the Thornton's tax line. But did you see the latest? I did. I um, I enjoyed too that. Uh, so, Connor Stallions was spotted on a Central Michigan sideline um, in pictures from when they played Michigan State. I don't know what year it was. You might that I'm sure that's relevant, but uh, I I don't know that off the top. But I've seen the pictures a ton of times. My favorite part is that. Well, there's there's a couple things that I really like about it. One. They're in Adidas school, and he's wearing Nikes. And it's like, okay, kind of a dead giveaway. Two, Central Michigan played last night. We had Maction. They were kicking field goals in the snow in Peoria at Northern Illinois. I think they ended up covering pretty easily. But Jim McElwain was set set after the game. Coach of Central Michigan at the time, he was like, we're looking into it. Like, we, he wasn't on the pass list for anything. We were unaware of it. We're doing our best to track it. But – um yeah, uh, long story short, like they just – it's probably him that somebody just kind of snuck him in and they don't really – they have no explanation for it. But I do think that, TJ, I think if we wanted to, we could probably get on the sideline of a Mac game. Like if we if we dressed yeah. the part and looked the part like Connor Stallions, like I think I, – I don't think security is the, the tightest around there. Those no, and just like kind of knowing – what somebody on the sideline looks like, acts like, what they may need to have, or at least some BS that they could be able to say. And it sounds like somebody just was able to be like, hey, wear this, wear this, I'll give you that. And I don't think anybody's going to say anything to you. Yeah. And they were like, all right, well, let's give it a shot. And they did it, and it worked. The levels of cheating that this goes to is unbelievable and i don't think that this is like i mean this is an outlier to a certain extent roush but i think there are coaches that have the mindset that like if you're not doing things like this then you're falling behind because other places are like i'm not i don't think to the level of like sneaking him into other games sidelines maybe that's a one-offer maybe that is a bit extreme but other places are doing things similar to this. You're just naive to think that Michigan's the only place that's doing it. But once the first domino fell of like, hey, we think this guy has been doing some cheating, then the paper trail was released, and now everybody's going back to every sort of – like any game tape over the last five years is fair game to be like, was this dude on the sideline? What – what was his involvement in this game? The first domino fell. 
Otherwise, you know, we're not talking about this stuff, and life maybe goes on as normal for cheating operations at Michigan. But other places are doing it. And it's just a, a, a good example of, like, the win-at-all-cost spirit and atmosphere in college athletics and college football especially. And uh, I just wonder – I wonder how this all ends, Ralph. I wonder Man. how it all ends with Michigan, and I wonder if we're going to get any leaks of other places that are – skirt that that are cheating i mean just cheating whether or not you think sign stealing should or shouldn't be allowed uh now it's roush been pretty evident that it's more than just like hey he's going to a road game and putting in the time to check out other teams and seeing if they can if he can capitalize on their slip-ups no now he's like faking being an assistant coach for opposing teams and being on the sideline for games so it goes much deeper than just sign stealing so there is one aspect of this that I um, do sound like a dingus in. It was at Michigan State, so it would you would think like security there would be a little bit better than one of those Mac stadiums. Um, also, very funny. There was a clip that came on my timeline as we're talking about it. Like, why is one Central Michigan staffer really running out of the way and pulling his hat down when the play goes towards him? And like. The running back is going out of bounds, and he just bolts off like a freight train, and then it starts pulling his hat down so nobody can see him. It's like, dude, oh man, it, it really, it really does amuse me. Um, but like, that's what um, we talked about the Kentucky, like when Kentucky was involved with some stuff like this. Like that was what they tried to do back then. Was it was always the problem was uh, wasn't scouts in the stands; it was scouts getting on the sideline. Uh, and there was a Kentucky coach under Bill Curry that got in trouble for it, and then an Alabama coach that got in trouble for it at Kentucky. See, I was under the mindset that Michigan hadn't done anything wrong here, but I think this crosses a serious line. And also, how the hell do none of the coaches on the sidelines say, who who's this jabroni? What position are you coaching? Like, <laughs> we've never seen you around here before. Like, how does not one coach or player have that have that thought? Yeah. Well, what's on that clipboard, buddy? Yeah. Nothing? Okay. Why do you have a clipboard with nothing on it? You're wearing Nikes. Yeah. I, I also wondered that as well. Like, how does that happen? Well, on the flip I, side, though. I, I, I can understand that, yeah, though. There's so that. many people on a football sideline. Like, But the fact that nobody would be like, hey, do you know who that guy is behind us? They probably did. And they were like, uh, I don't know. But you, you should – Usually it's, it's like a boost, like, a, you know, you would think it would be like a booster or somebody like that, that it gets on the field. But, uh, yeah, it, <laughs> I, I'm just so amused by it all. And then meanwhile, Michigan's just giving Harbaugh an extension. It's like, screw it. Sign him on more years. We don't want to lose him. And, Scooch, I don't know if you saw this, but the, when he's on the Central Michigan sideline, he's wearing glasses that have a light on them. So people think that he's, like, wearing recording glasses. Ah, uh, I did see the glasses. Didn't see the light. And, and it is a night game, too, and he's wearing, like, sunglasses that have a light on them, which is bizarre. He's definitely, like, in incognito mode, too, with the way he's dressed and doesn't want to, to be recognized. This, this is wild. Scoots, I will push back a little bit. Like, the NCAA rules say you can't go to teams on your schedules games and scout them. Yeah, no, I understand. So like at a, I at
they were caught red-handed at least breaking that rule. Well, and that's my thing is I don't, that to me seems like a dumb rule. I mean, we talked about what Dion said about how you still have to be able to stop the team. So that's that's my mindset with the whole thing. I don't think going to scout is I don't. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you end up on a sideline and you're you're getting that field view, yeah, I just there's I've got a serious issue with that. I, I, but admittedly, Scoots, like. I, I, your opinion that you think the rule is dumb is totally valid, and a lot of people agree with you, but, like, it is still a broken rule. Yeah. And they got caught red-handed mm-hmm. doing something. Like, you may think the speed limit shouldn't be 30 miles per hour in this park. I was just going 40, but you know what? That's still the speed limit. Like, you, you still uh, – you're, you're trying to pass Mr. Roush on a really wet road despite him going the speed limit. Mm-hmm. You think that maybe he should go faster – but he's going what he should be going. In all fairness, Mr. Roush was not going the speed limit. But that's neither wow. that's neither here nor there. But no, wow. I mean, I don't I'm not of the mindset that Michigan shouldn't be punished. I think they should be punished. If if they're breaking rules, absolutely get punished. But I I do. I think that rule's a dumb rule. Roush, how does this all end? How does this all end? Uh, well, I've got a better question cuz it's going to end with a slap on the wrist for Michigan. They're probably going to go to the playoff. Uh, my question, where do we see Connor Stallions next? Like, where does he end up? Like, what's the next thing we uncover in this? Our nation's CIA, I think, would be the best thing for him. (laughs) I mean, holy smokes, this dude is a freak. Let's get him working for us. Yeah, but is he that good? If we're we're finding him on the sidelines of Central Michigan game, I don't know. I don't know. Well, nobody really knew until the first domino fell, uh, except for that Tennessee message board poster. He knew. Uh, uh, somebody made the point like wow here we are again looking at another trying to identify another picture with jim McElwain in it (laughs) (laughs) that's really good i didn't see that (laughs) which made me think about kyle tucker and and like jim McElwain yelling at him at sec media days what a moment that was gosh this sport it's so dumb i love it i love it so much and there's and the funny thing is like there's just so much money involved too like to a certain degree, this stuff is war. Like cheating is a little bit warranted when you're talking about like nine and ten million dollar contracts. Yeah, exactly. Like, the juice is kind of worth the squeeze. I don't think it's going to be a slap on the wrist. I think the NCAA is going to have to come down hard. Well, okay, okay. I I say that with the caveat. I don't know what the computer hacking thing was. Like that, the FBI is investigating that, and that's like. Can you give, uh, like, a background on that? I also don't really know much about it. But wasn't this – was it Michigan's computers were getting hacked and this is how they found out about it? No, it was yeah. other – I think – so I think you're right. And essentially I think what it comes down to is uh, I think a football staffer was hacking into change grades so players could be eligible. That's my, oh my – Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, so it's, e- it's either that or they were hacking into computers at other schools to try to get information. But either way, like, there was a lot going on in that Michigan football building that was nefarious. And so if they tie them all together, like and, – and the other part of it, too, is they they might do the thing where, you know, it was the Patino, like you got caught after you got caught once. So Harbaugh got caught lying – about recruiting violations during COVID, and so now they get a chance to really get him, and so that that's where that's where I, I it it could end up in a wide range of of outcomes. But I did was was Michigan Michigan wasn't uh, were they third in the playoff? 
Yes, that I think correct? that's accurate. I think Ohio State was first, which surprised yeah. people. Georgia, was... Georgia number two. Uh, if I'm if I'm Harbaugh, Michigan, I'm calling yeah. I'm calling Catherine English right now. She was the director of the Florida Netflix series, The Untold oh. Florida. I'm getting her up to Michigan to do one on us, and instead, it just makes all of us look like we're really good guys and we're smart and we're good and nothing bad happened. Boom! Change the narrative. Get ahead of the story. If I'm Michigan, perfect. But I would Perfect. suspect that they're going to maybe suspend Harbaugh a year, give him a nice, big, healthy show cause, do like a two-year Michigan postseason band, and allow every single one of their players just a free – I mean, you get a free transfer as is, but even you get one free transfer. But let anybody who – you could transfer three times if, and you get a free one. Well, I think they're going to try to decimate Michigan for a little a couple of years. I think Michigan's in big trouble. I would not uh, want to be a Michigan football fan after this season. It would be a real shame if all those recruits had to take a second look. And, and, and if the NCAA is smart, they'll drag this bad boy on for like a year. You'll start to get like leaks of like, it's bad. It ain't good. We don't know what's going to happen. And let Michigan have to kind of recruit through that, go through next season not really knowing what's going to happen. And I say after next season, the guillotine drops and you get them. And you get them real good what i would do not like an actual guillotine though right We're gonna no keep... i don't know i don't think they i don't think they still make them uh public execution since okay. like the 30s okay at least then um but i uh i am excited uh oh no wait where was i going there was like two steps i was going to tie this into something else oh recruiting there was some football recruiting news yesterday because uh, you already you haven't had coaches fired for just sucking at their jobs yet. That was the first time in a couple of years. Uh, you but you did have Mel Tucker get fired for God knows what it's going up there in Michigan State. So um, Kentucky's trying to get one of his former offensive linemen commits. They offered uh, Dennis Evans, not Dennis Evans. Dennis Evans is Dennis the, Evans from U of L. Andrew Dennis, four star offensive lineman. They offered him yesterday. They've been in communication with him for a while. Uh, trying to get the best available options here down the stretch. And then yesterday, uh, Cam Dooley, a defensive – Yeah, he was a Missouri commit. Um, he visited – he officially visited Kentucky, Missouri, and Vandy over the summer. Picks Mizzou around the 4th of July. Today he – or yesterday he backed out of it. And uh, now there's word that he could be visiting next week. Um, he also took like a secret visit on campus – um, a couple of weeks ago, like where they, they kept it real quiet. Um, so Kentucky might be in a spot here to flip the former Missouri commitment, a six foot four defensive back from Alabama. He's one of those two TJ. He has a very low rating cause he plays like high school quarterback. Um, but he's got some good athletic traits and, uh, if you're watching the safeties tackle as of late, it's like, all right, let's get a big safety. Let's get a big, big rangy safety. that can cover a lot of ground and, uh, fill some gaps, make some tackles. Sounds good to me. We're coming up on our last commercial break. By the way, the last guillotine execution, 1977. So I was off. Wow. I would think guillotine would be better than like any of the other forms of execution. I also think there'd be like a little bit of like, and it was in France, the last one, and they, they, they know more capital punishment in 1981. So they couldn't do a guillotine death. I also think there'd be like a little bit of like prestige and like, oh, I'm being executed the same way Maria Antoinette is being. And King Lou, the namesake of our fair city, 
Uh, but that being said, I also don't want to be publicly executed. Yeah. Executed at all. But anyways, <laughs> hour one, done. Kentucky roll call. We got hour number two. We need to talk more local sports. Don't go anywhere. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, back after this. A little bit of Sandra in the sun. A little bit of Mary all night long. A little bit of Jessica, here I am. A little bit of you makes me your man. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Yeah. 6.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. On your Wednesday hump day. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully you enjoyed hour one. If not, yeah, well, that's all we got for you. Uh, we got another one, though, and we'll try to do better this hour. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And keep Salsaritas catering in mind. Holiday season right around the corner. Not looking to do maybe a Friendsgiving. And, hey, a couple of your friends just had kids or have been out of town. What if we just let Salsaritas cater Friendsgiving? Probably be the most delicious Friendsgiving you've ever had or Thanksgiving if you don't have any friends, or potentially Christmas uh, if you just want to wait until Christmas. Salsaritas, they don't care. They'll cater. No party too big, no party too small. Two locations in Louisville. Middletown has a drive through and St. Matthews. Download that Salsaritas app, and you can have lunch waiting for you at the restaurant. They can deliver to you, and they'll do the same with the catering. All at the touch of your fingertips on that very easy and friendly-to-use Salsaritas app. Roush, radio in town yesterday was fun. I was wanting to listen to spooky podcasts and Halloween music, but I couldn't do as much as I'd like because I was having to listen to U of L fans and media members cry about the death of their basketball program. RIP in peace. Which, um, yeah, it is dead. It's dead. Um, I, I'm, I missed out on the shot in Freud. Unfortunately, it's, um, no, we don't. But yeah, I uh, I was I was getting too spooky yesterday, and I, I couldn't let something that's actually terrible bring me down because a little that that would have been just a bummer, you know. It's one thing for be spooky haunted on Halloween. That's just a huge bummer. All right, the cards stink. Yeah, it scoots. I think the there's not many left in KP's corner. Doesn't seem like it, huh? Even I was I listening to I was listening to Rutherford a little bit yesterday, and he was talking about how even the Kenny, what are they calling it, the KP Mafia or KP Crew or I can't remember what they're calling it, but anyways, a bunch of those guys apparently have already jumped off board and they're they're ready for the next thing as well. So I, I can't blame them. It's it's gonna be another bad season. They won't get to Trevor's ATC ACT score. I promise you that. Yeah, I I. I... No, we talked about this like two or three weeks ago. I, I would have to back off a little bit. They're still they're going to win more than four games. They designed the schedule, the out of conference schedule, to be as easy as they possibly could. With they they're already into some contracts that they couldn't get out of. So uh, there are a couple losses for sure losses, but for the most part, it's a very very easy schedule. I I just it it would stink. 
I know that UK basketball hasn't been up to the expectations that we all have for the program, and we've had a bunch of disagreements and arguments as a fan base, and understandably so in most regards. Not all regards, but most regards. But there, there is something to be said for that offseason optimism. Doesn't always amount to much. Sometimes it does. Doesn't have to. There's no guarantee that it will. But at least and this UK offseason was probably the rockiest that it had ever been, Roush, but at least after Global Jam, we've been excited for basketball season. Yeah. I don't, you know, some people have probably been more anxious or in, in anticipated other seasons more, but for some folks, people are really, really pumped up for this season. It has been that way for a few months. Obviously, we were excited for football, and football's provided some nice moments, not nearly as many as we would like. And then all of a sudden, you look at the calendar, and you're like, oh, yeah, woohoo! it's basketball season. We did it. Let's roll. U of L fans, uh, dating back to – I mean, you could go back to even like January, maybe even December of 2022, where they started to have the realization, Roush, of like, oh, oh no. Not only is this year going to be bad, because at that point it was already terrible. They had one, two wins, whatever it was. But they looked ahead and thought, we may be stuck with this dude. And if he's this bad right now, yeah, maybe he can get a little bit better. But is this going to get, like, Final Four good? I don't think so. Is this going to get second weekend of the NCAA tournament good? And as more time went on, and as the offseason transpired, Roush, L fans were floored with this idea of, like, Oh, oh my gosh, it's actually not going to be better at all. Like, forget tournament. Like, this is going to be another really embarrassing season. And I think some, I think despite people knowing that, or at least having the gut feeling that that was going to be the case, some tried to put on a brave face and say, it's a new season. They brought in a new group. It is a good recruiting class. We, I don't feel great about things, but let's at least let it play out. And then, you lose to Kentucky Wesleyan on a night that Kentucky Wesleyan doesn't even freaking play good. Yeah. And now you just don't have anybody left in KP's corner. And if you're a U of L fan, it honestly may be a good thing because what the conversation that Scoots and I had two, three weeks ago, whenever that was, where we talked about how are they going to get more than 14 wins or not? If he would have gotten around 500 Roush and he would have been on the NCAA tournament bubble, maybe, you know, like the fourth or fifth or sixth team out, not really like knocking on the door, but in the conversation, they probably would have given them another year. And I promise you that other year wouldn't have been great. It wouldn't have really changed much in the grand scheme of things. Kenny Payne's just not supposed to be a head coach at this level at this juncture, maybe ever, but at least right now, definitively no. So if this season's a complete disaster, at least they can have kind of like a complete separation without having to entertain the third year idea. And they're going to have to pay a buyout. They're going to have to pay him to get get him gone. But I think the tone has been set that, like, this this will be his swan song. And maybe even gets fired before the season. I don't think they'd want to do that just with the respect to him and everything he's done for the university until he became the head coach. But if it's really, really bad, what else are you going to do? We talked about the ticket deal UofL's doing. That's pretty embarrassing for UofL basketball. I'm usually pro, hey, get butts in the seats, make tickets cheap. That's all fine and dandy. But doing a $5, buy a ticket, get a lower level, and that may get you eight home games for $5? U of L basketball? Well, 
I, the, 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 that, that's not the saddest part of the deal. The saddest part is the deals. They have to win to keep them coming back, and they're going to lose early. Well, they are. They are going to lose early. Um, like high school, high schools wouldn't do such a deal. Louisville high schools wouldn't get you yeah, in eight like games six, for five dollars. No chance in France. You can't get in on one game. It's like seven bucks, games. Seven bucks to get in, probably. You can go watch Kenny Payne U of L's basketball program for cheaper than going to a CSAA grade school basketball game in town. What? I mean, it's a complete and total disaster. But uh, yeah, listen to the radio. Rutherford, credit to him. He 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 did. Credit to him, but not credit to him. Like, you could tell in Mike's tone for over a year that, like, he is out on Kenny Payne. Like, I, he doesn't want to be mean, and he doesn't want to be that fan that's, like, doing coaching search discussions in the middle of the year. But you could tell with his tone that, like, I don't think this guy's going to work out. But yesterday, he just came out, flat out, said it. And I don't blame him. Nothing looks different. It'd be pretty – I mean, I, I can't imagine going into a basketball season and having absolutely zero faith. Which brings us back to Kentucky because there is this divide between fans and national media on how good this U.K. team's going to be. But it's not just national media, Roush. Obviously, local media has their issues with Calipari, the basketball program. And I think most people are excited to see the potential of this team. Some think it's higher than others, and that's fine. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions. Kyle Tucker with a Cal article that was. Have you read it yet? It just came out. Pretty negative. I haven't read the entire thing, but I've read quotes. He's he's going after, he's not going after, but he's interviewing anonymous staffers. Here's a couple of the quotes that stand out from Kyle Tucker's article. There's been times the team wasn't performing well and he was focused on saying some bleep or putting out something to get back at Matt Jones, said the fourth former staffer. I can almost guarantee you who that was. (laughs) We got away from the dribble drive and he started trying to overcoach. He tried to underteach and overcoach, and that's a bad combination. That just sounds like googly gob. He tried to underteach and overcoach. not great i mean that's just kind of like it's just word salad you could just replace you could mix those up he tried to under coach and over teach <laughs> you know like it, it's just i get what the sentiment is like yeah like he, he's like he like oh, cal perry's not an overcoacher. like he doesn't do thing like he doesn't what he doesn't coach his players with a, a lot of structure right when they're on the court it's um, more of like a system yeah. Um, so I think what that was trying to say is like. He got away from that. Y- yeah. 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 And no, was... and I understand. It's just, you know, for that to like be like a <gasps> quote under teach and over coach. Uh, their, off- their offense is archaic, said another. It's got to be the same bleep he was running with the New Jersey Nets. And then that's an old a... quote, though. Well, I think it's a recycled quote. Yeah. Like he, they used that when I was at the Music City Bowl. That was in. Um, Correct. That was I think in. It's... I think it's right. being reused. Okay. But yeah, right. yeah, that one was, was a new. I haven't. Uh, how about. Can we just get to. Let's get to it after the break, TJ. Because I like. We can read it quickly during that and get a, some some synopsis other than just pulling quotes. Because I do think, like. 
Kyle Tucker is trying to earnestly answer the question, like, all right, what the hell is like? Why why are things slipping? Because like it's it is you'd have to be blind to not see that things were slipping. We think that Cal is doing his best to get his groove back today. I was kind of going back and forth with Kyle because he was like, Cal is zigging while others are zagging, playing freshman. I'm like, he's always been playing freshman. It's just that college basketball now has a bunch of 25-year-old transfer portal players. You know, it's more focused on the portal. And, and guys, guys, you know, guys aren't leaving early for the NBA because they can stay and make money. So, like, it's a, the, the landscape of the sport's a little bit different, but – Still getting young guys. Nevertheless, yeah, I saw, I saw your girls back and forth, and I was just like, "Oh my goodness gracious, what am I reading here?" A lot of zigs, a lot of sags. Um, yeah, it a lot, is, a lot like, of puns. It, it is similar to what he was doing in his early tenure, and it also is a little bit different. But both things, I, I, I don't think it really matters. He he was able to get a dominant freshman class. I don't know how many years prior he's been able to get a class like this over the last five he's been able to get good players good classes but like a dominant class where you're looking at the top 20 dudes the top 25 and you know four or five of them are going to uk uh, he hasn't been able to do that over the past nope. couple of years now he's nope. able to get back to that now while he's able to get back to that it just so happens that college basketball is going to be the oldest that it's ever been and the oldest that it will probably ever be again so yes naturally teams are going to have older guys when the the mean of college basketball Roush is older across the board. So he's got a young class that he used to thrive off of. That's good. That's what we've wanted. And it just so happens college basketball is the oldest that it's been, which all right, teams are older. He's younger. Is it zigging or zagging or is it going back to what he's used to doing? Uh, probably more of the latter, but maybe some of the former. And secondly, like, well, Cal tried to get old. He he brought in transfers. He brought in older players, but it was plugging holes. It wasn't just like his he missed out on some recruits that he thought he may get, or some people decided to leave that they were anticipating maybe being in the program a little bit longer. So I need to plug these holes. Boom. I'll, I'm not going to go plug them with guys that average four points per game at a blue blood. But I, I don't need – he didn't need to do that. He didn't need to go try to get, like, mystery pieces. He could go get proven commodities. He did that. And I also don't think you can't say that it didn't work. Kentucky was a win away from a one seed. Now, in March, they lost. And it was embarrassing and the worst probably loss in the history of U.K. basketball. Mm -hmm. But you can't say that it didn't work when you were beating Tennessee by 40 at Rupp Arena. You were looking really good. And then – Injuries happened, and, and and not so good. So this idea that, like, it can't work this way, it can only work that way, I don't know if I buy into it a ton, but I do know Cal likes having NBA talent. He's got NBA talent this year. I'm pumped up about it. I think our listeners are too. But you still got to go out there and prove it, and I think that's where everybody would agree. And we get to watch basketball tomorrow night. We got – which, by the way, tomorrow, great sports night. We have – Tell me the about only it. thing that sucks is we can't multi-view it on YouTube TV because the Cats are going to be on SEC Network, ESPN Plus Plus. Will Levis and the Stillers are going to be on Amazon Prime, and then Troy versus South Alabama. That's going to be a great. It's a rivalry football game in the Sun Belt. Uh, the Trojans got a big win against Texas State. I love that it, they that John Sumrall just shoved Bears Lock right up his. You know what? Like they're Texas State playing for a bowl, and Troy just went and just. Beat him, beat him to a pulp. So three great games tomorrow night. 
And then uh, Kentucky's first real basketball game is Monday, which that is the one thing like, you know, I I, I get these things in my mind where it's just like, uh, and it almost happens as the calendar turns where it's like, all right, I've kind of got the next few weeks planned out. But then after a certain date, it's just like in one ear, out the other. That's how it's felt with like how, like turning the calendar to November. Just not really sure what all the is going on this month and then i look up and i'm like oh basketball game next monday nice like yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna make the show more fun too because i don't know about you tj but the you know a lot of the basketball prognostications pontification all x y like you we gotta like all right i just now i gotta see it you know i like what i saw now it's just like go do it Oh, yeah, I didn't love the one-point lead against Georgetown in the first half. But everything else, yeah, mostly I've liked what I saw. And you're right. Now it's now it's time to get out there and play. They're going to beat up on Kentucky State. I know we said that about Georgetown. They will do it against Kentucky State. Uh, and then let's see. Let's see what it looks like on Monday. First game in a while without having a sure rebounding thing. Like, a sure rebounding thing. What I meant to say was the best rebounder in the history of college basketball. That's going to be a little different. However... Will it allow you to play a little differently defensively? Will it allow you to spread the floor a little bit differently? Will it allow you to look a little bit differently offensively? What's it going to look like when you don't have a safety valve late in a shot clock? Who's going to be the – you can't just throw it inside to Oscar any, any, anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pumped to see that in real action against D1 teams. And Scoots got super excited when he found out that it all started on Monday. I did on the Spears show yesterday. He was like, "Monday? That's we start Monday." Didn't realize. Tom's, didn't realize Tom's we were within a week. Game. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm pumped. Best time of the year coming right up. Yeah, no, no, no kidding. It's uh, it, it is a lot of fun. That'll be nice. Like the Sunday scaries will be a little bit better knowing that college basketball starts. That Monday, I think there's day games as well, which is always good old fashioned fun. Is UK doing like the uh, like the one p.m. midweek game around Thanksgiving or Christmas? I don't think they are. Uh, I miss I that. I miss that, and I miss the game in Louisville every year. Well, they, I feel like they've done the Thanksgiving one recently because I know I've like I have memories driving to my in laws in Ohio, listening in like a Friday afternoon. It would be like a Black Friday instead of a so Thanksgiving this year. You said it's the twenty third. So on the tw- so. well, they're doing a Black Friday night, which uh, I don't like that. No, not the same. Yeah, uh, we we have Black Friday NFL football. Do we know what time that game's going to be? Isn't that always the? Uh... They've never done a Black Friday game. They're doing it on Amazon Prime. It's um. But isn't there normally college football that Friday? Yeah, normally it's uh, we get Iowa. Yeah, and Iowa, Nebraska. It's just like the, you know, just gross, fun Big Ten football. Um, so the Jets-Dolphins will be at 3 p.m. on Black Friday. That's nice. That's real nice. That, yeah, that's awesome. That's going to yeah. that's gonna get watched big time by me. Yeah. My eyeballs are going to be on that game for sure. Uh, all right, well, good. Uh, good. 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. Let's maybe read a couple texts, then we'll take a break, and we'll get back to the Kyle Tucker article, although I'm having trouble logging into my athletic. Um, Ooh, that's not good yeah uh, so far there's been some recycled quotes but like a lot of it is kind of just like setting the table here's what happened here's so how he important just, these guys were 
he took quotes just from previous articles? No, like there's new stuff, but like when he's setting the table, he's using like former players, like that big Kenny Payne article he did like three years ago. Here's how important Kenny Payne was. Here's how oh. important Dwayne Peavy was. Here's how important John Robick was. Been now they're all gone. Quotes thing a lot lately. Well, you know, the athletic, I, I joked the other day, like when we're finding score predictions for Kentucky football games, really easy to find them at the athletic because there's not a whole lot of new stuff being put on that website. Hey, um, briefly before we get to the Thorns text line, my favorite, one of my favorite sports is, is added again, just being stupid and making bad headlines. Uh, Breeders' Cups Friday and Saturday, and uh, you'll never believe this, but a horse died, TJ. Uh, practical move was the second or third choice, uh, and it had a cardiac event uh, before running the Breeders' Cup mile against Cody's Wish. So that was going to be Cody's Wish's greatest ca- challenger. Died Tuesday. Uh, meanwhile, Breeders' Cup Classic, uh, the second I, – I, I think he was the best um, three-year-old of the bunch, Arcangelo, is just retiring to stud before the race not going to make it i don't know they've got like a hoof thing going on so just like well you you're racing the best you've ever raced you won the belmont you won the travers uh so we're going to retire you um so that sucks that sucks uh was really was really looking forward to seeing that that horse was in fact the the best of the bunch and uh now we don't get to to see it tested saturday so the breeders cup just if there's going to be a big horse race you better believe there's gonna be some bad news well that's yeah okay yeah uh, excited about the breeders cup all the same at least it's at night like we'll get those races uh at night because it's uh, out on the west coast so it'll be uh, a little bit later than you're normal used to to watching uh horse racing um i don't know where we're gonna go with this thorns texan tj um, yeah, do we just, do we just work know. our way up and skip a lot of the like I, I hate to do that but like we're probably just going to have to skip a lot of the Tennessee game stuff. And uh, honestly, a lot of it's probably not going to add too much to the show. Just like. Yeah. The only thing about working our way up is I don't remember exactly where we, where it ended yesterday. Yeah. Well, I, uh, oh, we'll, we'll just work our way up. And if you, if you, if we don't get to your text for Monday, I apologize. Just send it back on in and, and we'll get to it. This happens occasionally. We don't make a habit out of it, but every so often the text line gets a little overwhelmed. I think yesterday's Rutherford show, their text line got a little overwhelmed. It, <laughs> yeah. it, it can happen on newsworthy days. Um, what we need so, is so sometimes we just going to miss them. You know? We just need UK to keep winning and people don't text in as much when they lose people text in. Yeah. It's kind of weird. How that works. Really on Mark soups. If you think about it. Yeah. This is all Mark Stoops' fault. Uh, Texter says, yeah, the Kyle Tucker piece this morning is crazy. I need Kyle to prove these folks wrong so badly. We'll get to that next segment. John here. Good morning, everyone. By gosh, I'm glad November is here, but let's keep this year going. Hey, have you all seen these slapping competitions? I believe it's just crazy looking. Who would win out of the KRC crew? If not slapping, what about arm wrestling? Well, got to go chat with you later. I don't like the slapping competitions. Like I, in theory, I like the idea of open hand slapping someone as like a, da like that because it's it's not as aggressive and and it also sends a message of disrespect. But at the same time, it's not. Oh wow, Siri, she's speaking up too. She doesn't like. Well, like disrespectful to to watch them though. It looks just like. I don't know. For some reason, boxing feels less um, 
people punching themselves with gloves on feels less grotesque than some of the other stuff. I don't like the slap. It's because they're not getting yeah, slapped. They're getting punched. I mean, these guys are getting concussions on every freaking hit. Yeah, I don't really get the appeal about it, John. I don't. I don't I've seen it. Don't like it. Um, I, I wouldn't win out of the KRC crew because I, I don't think I'd participate. I think I think Roush would probably win if we all were forced to participate because he has the biggest hands. Do I? Dude, I thought we talked to. I thought I've got a bigger hand than Roush. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've got small hands. Interesting. Okay. Well, then my yeah. money's on TJ. Arm wrestling though wouldn't even be close. Y'all going down? Oh, I got the lower leverage. Good luck trying to stop that. Oh yeah, because that matters so much <laughs> in arm wrestling. <laughs> Uh, my brother's a good arm wrestler, but he just cheats. He just like puts his entire little body into his arm, and you can't really tell like where one separates from the other. So he like just uses his whole body. I will say we need to arm wrestling needs to be more prevalent. And like when you're just sitting around drinking with the fellas, like all right, let's arm wrestle. Um, did you all ever do the leg wrestling? No. Uh, I know, but I'm familiar. That was we 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 got onto that kick. I mean, this has been. It was right before the wave of kids started happening. It was our like our last really dumb drunk thing that we would do and like basically be children. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Because it was so humiliating when you thought you had it and then all of a sudden you're flipped over. Like when you lose, you really lose in leg wrestling. Speaking of your yeah. brother, TJ, did you hear his text under Rutherford yesterday? Oh, no. What it, say? it was pretty funny. He said, Trevor, would you take U of L making the final four? Or you get to hook up with Allison from Hocus Pocus. The latter, in reality, is sadly more likely. <laughs> did they address it on air? They did. Trevor took uh, Allison from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Texter says, happy hump day, fellas. TJ, who do you want to win, big brother? Can you believe the two mamas made it to the final five? I got to cheer for Bowie Jane at this point. That's from Shannon O'Bannon. Yeah, it's a. I mean, I, I think you just got to have Jag win it. He deserves. He deserves it. Although I'm a, I'm behind on a couple episodes, believe it or not. Um, I don't know. I lean towards Jag or Matt just because they've done more gameplay. But uh, yeah, the two mamas just for them being around, I think is impressive. I think one of the mamas has done more gameplay than the other, but both of them have have had their fair share of stories. I don't know. I think Bowie Jane's pretty worthless. I don't think she's really done anything but float. I mean, admittedly, floated well because she's in the final five. But I'd have to give it to one of the fellas first, I think, and then then one of the mamas. And I, I'd actually have Bowie Jane last, Shannon O'Bannon. I mm. like her. I've got nothing against her. I just don't think she's deserving of winning. Uh, Texter says, Mr. I don't have time. Somehow it can fit eight, eight episodes in unless he has 16 to watch. Odd. <laughs> it's a good point, Texter. Math checks point. out if you think about it. Ooh, like this text in the show. Congrats to former cat champ Kelly, new GM of the Raiders. The uh, uh, Raiders. Uh, yeah, he uh, which uh, he married into one of my friends' family. So shout out to you, Beef Two. Now you're de facto GM of the Raiders. But uh, yeah, he got promoted when they fired their GM. The Raiders, they're kind of a mess. So hopefully he can clean up. He's been to champs been to a bunch of different places, um, and he was a candidate for a few GM openings recently. Uh, he spent a lot of time. He got his career started with the Broncos. Um, and I forgot where his stop was before the Raiders. But a lot of big moves at the trade deadline. The Washington football team fire sale um, amused me because 
it felt like they weren't that bad, but I don't like really just go just fire Ron Rivera. Just get it over with. Like do it all now. I don't know. A lot of this is they got new ownership and the new ownership wants to be able to have some uh, capital to work with, like to make their own moves. Um, getting rid of Chase Young, I, un- I understand that. It makes sense. I don't know how good he's going to be for the 49ers because of the injuries he had in his career. Like, how-, how much does he still have left? But when he was good, he was great. So, like, if they can rediscover some of that, um, I guess he's teaming back up with the Bosa, right? Was it, Didn't he – were they on the same defensive line at Ohio State together? I thought so. I- yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of neat. Um, but Montez Sweat was awesome, and getting rid of him, I get it's the last year of his rookie deal, and they'd have to pay him next year, and they probably decided they weren't going to. But that was the biggest news from yesterday. That and that Josh Dobbs is uh, going to the Vikings. To like, I guess he's just like the ultimate like, hey, we've got an injury, so come start for us. He did that for the Titans. Uh, yeah, he did that for the Titans in the playoffs last year. Um, when Tannehill got hurt, he came in and filled in for Kyler Murray this year, who I'm guessing Kyler's going to be back, and that's the the synthesis of their move and that the Cardinals are tanking. But now uh, he gets to go fill in for uh, old uh, Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. We'll see how that goes. What can go wrong? By the way, Kyler, Kyler may or may not be back, but Dobbs was not going to get the start this week either way. They're going to go with their rookie, Steven Toon, maybe? Clayton Toon? Clayton Toon, yeah. Why were they going to play Clayton Toon? They just want to give him a shot over Dobbs. So, if if Kyler Murray can't play, Toon will be playing. Okay. Interesting. I'm – maybe maybe I'll get to see that. I'm supposed to go to that game, but I'm I'm not sure how I'm going to get there because I'm just putting – yeah, yeah. Well, I don't don't need to get into it, but – I'll get into it. No, it's just my stupid car. Like, I – you know, I've got to – if I can get to Ohio, then I can get to the game, but I've got to get to Ohio. And my parents, like, maybe I would borrow one of their cars, but they're probably taking it down to Alabama to see my sister. So it's just a whole it's just a whole mess. Do your parents have a sing- one car? Well, they might be driving two cars down because my sister's car is also messed up. Oh, like it, no. And, and a lot of it comes down to just, like, waiting for parts or, like, I mean, I mean, I got a freaking transmission in it a month ago, and it's just it's it's bad transmission or something. I don't know. So there, it's got a warranty on it. They're fixing it. How long is it going to take to fix it? Probably too long for me to get my car back this weekend. It's very frustrating. That so. is frustrating. I'm sorry you're dealing with that. We're going to deal with some commercials and come back. We'll get into the Kyle Tucker article a bit and also into the Thornton's text line. We'll try to get as many as we can. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Big Roll Kevin. Yeah. That is my name. Yeah. They call me Kevin. Yeah. Because that's my name. Roll call. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, that's one FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rush, Justin Kalen on your Wednesday morning. It's chilly out there, dressed appropriately. 
think it's supposed to, well, no, it's not supposed to warm up. Uh, high 47 today. So just going to be a cold day. Be ready for that. But it's going to be sunny, and that's good, because you're going to need your Shady Rays, Roush. Go to ShadyRays.com, and do not forget that promo code BIGX for 40% off. If something happens to your Shady Rays, you lose them, they break, or you just want your order resent to you, you pay a small processing fee just for the, the shipping and all that, and you get your order sent back to you like it's brand spanking new. I've done it. It's as easy as it sounds. There's no gimmicks, no hiccups. And it's basically a buy one, get one with a small processing fee at Shady Rays. Quality of the sunglasses is impeccable. Top-notch promo code BIGX for 40% off at checkout. All right, Roush, uh, I had I had issues with my login that entire commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did have somebody send it to me. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll figure out the login stuff in a bit. But I wasn't able to read the entire thing, unfortunately. But I do have it pulled up. I'll I'll keep looking at it while we're while we're discussing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I haven't gotten to like the is there going to be some sort of resolution? Um, like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, so like I don't know. Um, I guess he just. He, yeah, it was buttoned up by saying the enough talking, what's ball? Um, yeah, I, yeah, there's no, there's no sort of re- resolution to it. It's just kind of like maybe he can lead a revival. So, but I guess he's not hopeful. Kyle isn't. Yeah, yeah, and I, and again, you know, going back to that texter's question yesterday, ten years of Stoops or Cal? I think Cal, and I, and I think people, this happens at a certain age, where it's just like you, other folks are keeping up with the day to day of basketball in and out happenings more than you, and for you know somebody like a, a, a Todd Golden, who's probably one of like the biggest nerds in the world. Someday there's going to be a bigger nerd than him. Nate Oates that tries to like be ahead of the curve in the future of how the game's going to be played. There's going to be people younger than him that are going to be more in tune with where the game's heading and what players prefer to do and how they prefer to play. And I'm just picking out a few random names. Point being, I think Cal has hit a level where just where maybe he had five percent of his time dedicated to like true free time i'll watch this alaska tv show i'll go visit brad or go see a kid in a different city i think that's probably at like 20 now 20 percent, 25 percent. and i'm pulling these numbers out of my butt as you all know and as you all hear me say often but i think he's just more dedicated to being a dad and a father and you know maybe someday a, a grandfather his son's career starting to take off he's on a staff in an sec that's not his own his daughter runs the vanderbilt hospital system it appears uh, by the way it's told here the other daughter is like a star baker i get that he's a little bit interested in their growing ups and becoming adults and starting their lives and turning their lives now into successful very successful careers I understand it all. I just think that's probably where we're at with Cal is he's not as invested with like the days to days of basketball with the X's and O's and he's not as in tune. 
And now you may say that, like, UK basketball, that's great for him, totally understandable, but I need a coach that is has zero free time. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe that is the maybe that's why UK has slipped a little bit. Um, I just think the fact of the matter is, is more the NCAA's tournament is random. UK benefited bigly in the early Calipari era in some of that randomness, Roush, and hasn't benefited as much. It hasn't just been the NCAA tournament being random, though. I know UK has lost more big games than we all would care for. There's been a little bit of a dip in the talent, and you can look at NBA drafts to prove that. A lot more draft picks in the in the first half of the Calipari era than the second half. I don't think the results is totally coincidental based strictly on March Madness, although I do think that plays a big role in it. So I think talent's been down a little bit, and I think UK's been a little bit unlucky. I just hope the whole narrative changes this year. And if it doesn't change this year, then we'll be right back to where we are this past offseason, Roush, wondering if Cal still has it. It looks like he's got a bunch of draft picks. We like draft picks. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what we're gonna we, if this season ends up just being like a a first or second round, maybe a, an embarrassing Sweet Sixteen defeat. We're, we'll probably be right back to where we are. And it's do you want to roll the dice with what we know or what we think we know, or I guess or I or do you just want to totally do a 52 card pickup and restart the entire game and, and, and to get a new coach. I can understand both sides of it, but let's all hope and cross our fingers that we're not having that same conversation. And, and Cal can get back to the final four because this is a, a far longer drought than we ever thought we'd see with him as the head coach at UK. Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. And um, I think to just put a bow on it, like there's going to be a lot discussed about this, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I learned it. Like, it, Kyle just kind of summarized nicely what I think we all knew about the program. Now, if you're an outsider looking in, I, I think this would be, um, oh my gosh, can you believe? Like, this is why things have gone so poorly. But like, I, I think folks who follow it day to day that listen to our radio show aren't going to be like. There's not some sort of big revelation in all of this. Um, oh my gosh, he was fighting with Matt Jones. Like, oh, oh my gosh, his offense wasn't as good as it once was. It's like, yeah, like we. This is the kind of stuff that we've been hemming and hawing over, like every day for a long time, right? So, like, I don't. There's not some sort of big uh, revelation, and there's like, hey, here's what he's changed to try to get his stuff back. But like, we have to see it, um, as you said, TJ. Like, we we think he's kind of moving in the right direction, but we've got to see it now. So yeah, you just got to, you just need to win. And that, yeah. and that cures everything And Kentucky hasn't been doing it at nearly high enough level. So people are going to get frustrated and bothered by it. Uh, the archaic offense stuff is just always going to, to crack me up. It's archaic when UK doesn't look good against UCLA and Mick Cronin because severe wheelers having to be your lead guard offensively. But then if UK goes to fog Allen and puts up a hundred points, um, then, you know, not so archaic then, right? It's only archaic when things aren't going well, and then when it goes well, is it not archaic anymore? It's such a silly argument. I do think the dribble drive, where that's changed over time, is the dribble drive was either a get a layup or a score at the basket, or you're getting an open jump shot, and it's either or. Like, they've got to go with the people going to the basket, boom, you knock down that that 18-footer, that 17-footer, you're going to have it open. Um, now, percentages in basketball, Roush, 17-footers versus 
three pointers, it's not it's not a drastic difference like it used to be. Um, and and you know that's not to say it was always super drastic, but it was a much higher percentage shot. So you went ahead and you took the higher percentage shot. Now people are shooting three point percentages well into the forties. That's not uncommon or like totally jaw dropping. Um, and you're getting it across the board. Now you can have fives that are shooting 32 or 33% from three. Now it's just worth it from a, from, you know, from a math standpoint, instead of taking that jump shot to move back a little bit. And I think that's been, if you want to point to like where the offense should and could change, it's there. And I think Cal's made efforts to make that different. I think this year is going to be especially interesting to see how the offense plays, and especially without the seven-footers. This is a chance for Cal to get really creative and create some mismatches. You're going to have some defensively that you're not going to have that you're not going to be able to deal with. On the flip side, make the opposing defense have some some mismatches that they don't know how they're going to deal with. So this is a big season. I mean, that's not a surprise to anybody. This yeah. is a huge season for John Calipari his legacy, and the state of the Kentucky basketball program. Um, I will add, to. Um, I hate the circle play. I think it just slows everything down, and it doesn't get good shots unless you have Tyler Hero or, like, somebody who's great at knocking down mid-range shots. So, there's my other – that's my one offensive complaint. And Kyle did at least bring that one up, that it's like a meat grinder. That just slows things down. And I, I agree wholeheartedly with it. I hate it because a, a lot of people just are standing around. Well, it's because a lot of people are just standing around while it's happening. And the defense knows, like, all right, they're trying to get this guy the ball. It, it just – it I don't I don't like it. I hate it. It's, it's just not – eh, it's gross. I'd rather I, run flex offense than that. I just like plays that score. And I, I it, it does slow things down. There's no doubt about it. Um, and, and you see this. I, I just like some variations off that because you're right. I mean, teams know it's coming. It's I mean, it's very hard to stop without fouling. But, you know, when one of the dudes standing around waiting for one of those screens, slip them. Slip yeah. them. And, you well, know. and that's why it worked when Tower Hero and P.J. Washington did it. But it's not going to, like, because they, they're guys that can do that. But, like, if you don't have don't players who, who are good at operating off screens and guys who are good at setting them, and then, like, you have to – it's like the pick and roll works if you have guys who can – can set good screens, can roll hard off, and then know how to, like, read off of it, right? Like, all right, is this a time where I pop or is this a time? But the, the worst part is when, like, you have a bunch of dudes just standing around and, like, there are bodies creating content or contact to create separation, right? Like, because that's the, that's the stuff that would annoy me is it's like, all right, well, here we go. We're just going to – everybody's going to stand around and watch him just, like, not get open. Like, that, that just it drives me nuts. I think Reeves and Mitchell kind of just they, they could have a little PJ hero like chemistry with your what you're I'd rather to. them run the pick and pop though with because like you don't because Trey Mitchell can can extend that offense you know what I mean man Trey Mitchell is going to take so he, in his bag as the kids would say is kind of this like leaning fadeaway jumper from like 15 feet. We saw a little bit of it in Canada. People will see more of it as the season progresses. It is so ugly, but, man, it goes in. So just uh, be ready from that from Trey Mitchell. A lot of his shots go in. That's always fun. Let's get back to the text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, just seemed like just yesterday, Kyle Tucker was doing cooking stories with Ellen Calipari in the Calipari's kitchen. Uh, now, he's right, now he's writing hit pieces on Cal. 
days before the season starts. It's not really a hit piece. Yeah. Um, let's see. Where were we? Uh, Breeders' Cup. Uh, begins this Friday at Santa Anita. Future starts Friday, and on Saturday, the older horses run for world championships, large fields, and top horses mean anything can happen. Usually great payouts on both days. And Friday, you can take a look at your future Derby and Oaks runners. Good luck and great racing. It is like the – like you got to kind of be lucky to an extent, but, yeah, you can you can win big. Well, somebody give me some hot tips. I'm so bad at horse racing. When I, like, hit a couple bet, sports bets, whether it's like NFL or college football – and I would say college basketball is my best betting, and we're not even in that season. But I've had a good football this fall. And, like, when I hit a couple in a row, Roush, I'm, just makes me, like, why do I ever bet horses? I, I have, you know, I've got, like, no clue. Um, I have a clue in sports, and I still, you know, what am I at, like 60%, 65% or something like that? That's great. I'm, like, ecstatic about that. Horse racing, it's at, like, 5%. And I don't know why I even waste time. Because you're a degenerate. <laughs> That sums it up, Scoots. Circle meets the square. Let's get wacky. While spectating the Champions Classic, Coach Cal calls on you for some playing time. Do you think you're more likely to score in live action throughout the entire game or make two out of three free throws with the game on the line to win? I think I could score in live action better chance than hit two out of three with the game on the line. I would... um... I would take a charge. I would definitely take a charge. Like, and again, I don't think I'm probably scoring, but like, if you give me the, if you give me 40 minutes of basketball action and the goal is, hey, TJ, get a bucket, like, okay, well, I'm putting up a bunch of shots and maybe I get lucky on a three. Like, I could probably get some open shots from outside. Obviously, inside, imagine like me trying to shoot around Hunter Dickinson and some of those. Of course, I'm not getting a shot off near there, but maybe I can hit an outside shot over the course of 40 minutes. So, uh, the pressure of two – I mean, I, I, me hitting two out of three free throws, I like to think I could do it, but there's yeah. a chance I wouldn't. And then, especially with the game on the line in front of, like, 18,000 people at the United Center, no thank you. Yeah, I'd uh, definitely <clears throat> choke that one. I want all the so smoke I, and the pressure. Give me the free throws. You got the free throws? Oh, oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah. Were you guys the type to be generous and take only two candies when the treat bowl was out, unsupervised for Halloween, or were you the types to absolutely derail the entire bowl with zero remorse? Um, Different stages. I, I mean, I'm yeah, sure there's yeah. Halloween or two where we would raid bowls, but um, for the most part, we'd like to play by the rules. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to remember that 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 that's the exactly what it was. Because like when you got a little bit older, you just didn't care. You know, like you kind of just like went for it. Yeah. So. Scoots, what about you? Uh, I was always – I followed the rules. One or two pieces, that's it. Oh, sure you did. This this right. text was actually sent in to Rutherford yesterday, and him and Trevor both were like, oh, we took the whole bowl and dumped it in our pillowcase. Uh, I'm like, okay, I could see. jerks. All right, uh, this is a good question for Scoots and Roush here. Uh, do you guys agree with Clay Travis on how he thinks the best high school boys basketball team would beat the WNBA league champions? No shot. No shot. Uh Unless it it's be. one of those, unless it's like one of those academies, like IMG or La Lumiere, a school like that could maybe, but I still don't think so. No. Rush? I would, I would be fascinated to watch it play out, because um, 
Like, I don't, I don't know where the physicality matches up. And I, like, admittedly have not watched enough WNBA to know, like, how physical is it. Because, like, you don't have to – like, the misconception is that, like, you have to play above the rim to be good. And, like, they don't. Um, but, yeah, to your – I'm with Scoots. Like, I, I do think it would be kind of a cheat code if you had, like, Sierra Canyon or something playing against them because that's basically a professional high school team. So – I. I... I think the the boys would probably win semi comfortably. Um, just they can jump higher and they're faster, and those are things that matter a lot in basketball. But it's those things matter a lot. Um, and there's a there's a there's a pretty sizable gap between those two things. So if we're talking the best high school boys basketball team, I'm, I'm probably taking the boys. I don't know why Clay cares about this stuff so much, though. <laughs> he just is like. I think he said he put up a million dollars for it. Yeah, and like being mad that the WNBA gets press is is like a very odd. Like if like you don't like it, then you don't have to. Guess what? I I don't see any WNBA press. Yeah, I mean it's just like they run promos on ESPN and stuff like that. Yeah. Like... So what? Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Like I don't. <laughs> um, like I do. A pre- I, it, it's pretty easy for me to avoid WNBA content. I don't even try. Yeah. Um, same thing for me and like, like U UFC. Like I don't. It's pretty easy to not watch UFC. Exactly. For me. Well said. Yeah. And yeah, it's nothing like against it. U- UFC or the WNBA. You like it? You like just, it? Yeah. I'm just not. Yeah. It's not for not, me. It's never for me. You know, Louisville is being considered for a WNBA team. If that happens, I think it's cool. I think any growth for the city would be good. Yeah. And I'd probably uh, go to some – I'd take my kids to some games. I would probably take my daughters to, to games as well, and yeah. I'm sure we'd have a great time. It's just not uh, – Clay sometimes gets so fixated on, like, that, that woman's kicker for Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was really bad. Um, yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I will uh, say that I – I'm shocked that we've already got promos for the NBA in-season tournament. What? It starts we, like now. About, yeah, it's already going on. Group play's my already thing, started. My thing is like, what? What's it matter? What is the? What is who? The winner gets the, a playoff spot guaranteed, and then the players also get like a hundred grand a piece or something like that. So there is incentive. Like, hey, so the winner gets a playoff spot, just locked in. Like, yeah, all, yeah. What spot? Yeah. That I, do, I don't I don't I, I I don't know how that works, but like if something because like in theory the team who would be good enough to win an in season tournament would be good enough to make the playoffs regardless. Yeah, like the sixty percent of the NBA makes the playoffs as is, but mm-hmm. this notion that you could win the play in tournament and just be like, all right, rookies and sophomores, you're out there the rest of the season. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, low management time. Right. We'll have a fun vacation for two months. We'll rally back in April and we'll see you then. Like, that could be a huge advantage if you actually played it that right. Yeah, you can just do the load management thing on the way out. So, uh, I, but I, 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 like, part of me wants to watch some of it, but also, like, it's a little early. Like, this, the season's here. Like, it started last week and we're already doing the end season tournament. It's like, okay. Oh, well, uh, all right. What do we have tonight? Do we have World Series? We have action. We have World Series. More yep. action in World Series. Okay. Do the Diamondbacks bounce back? Yes. Which uh, means the Rangers you... win the series. 
Yeah, I think the Rangers. So fate scoots. Uh, all right, yeah. Rangers taking it tonight. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's probably it. Everybody have a great Wednesday. Thanks for the text into the show. We'll be back again at it tomorrow, 7 a.m. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Rush, Justin. Roll Call.